0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to the True Crime Squad. This is Katie Weaver. I'm here with my sister, co host, and partner in crime, Christy Brower. Hello hello hey everybody it's monday it's been a monday for me it's been super monday holy moly there's a lot going on
1: yeah but i've dropped and spilled multiple things today also i have our dad's barber chair in my living room and i if you're not careful you can bark your shins on the footrest Oh, no. real hard and uh, I did that today I have a big purple bruise yeah I'm like oh. way off I don't know what the hell it was with today but <laughs> I've had some trouble let's just put it that way
0: oh man yikes well I've been a little off too we unfortunately uh have kind of a true crime drama playing out in my family in my husband's family right now I hope it's not Ooh. actually but uh we have uh My brother-in-law was found dead last week and they're calling it a suspicious death and his Mm -hmm. camp trailer he was living in has been impounded and he is being autopsied currently at the Idaho Crime Lab and we don't know very much. And so it's a really weird one. It's weird to be on this side of the coin. Yeah, yeah we have been estranged from him for about 15 years. And so, uh, we're just kind of, we just don't know how to feel. It's a, it's a hard one. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of information, um, surprising amount of disinformation uh, or misinformation came out through, uh, different family members talking to different police officers, uh, very different things, uh, which has caused a lot of confusion. And Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Again, we've been estranged from him for a very long time you know, due to uh, to drug use and things and just, you know, keeping our family safe and separate from things that our kids didn't need to be exposed to. Yeah. But it's definitely, uh, it's very different to be on this side of it and be, no be the family that's waiting for news and wondering what's happening and hearing different things and uh, definitely creating empathy for me in a different fashion. So, I'm sure at some point I will have a fuller report on this whole thing for you guys. Uh I, I intend to. Uh but yeah, that's that's I I think uh, all weekend long I was kind of running on adrenaline and today I didn't even get dressed. <laughs> I have just been kind of yeah. flatlined. So, yeah, yeah. it's a, I I don't even know what to say right now. It's very shocking. That yeah. is.
1: I hope it gets resolved soon and I really hope it isn't a crime. I really do. Just-
0: Me too. Me too. I hope that there's an answer. I hope there's an answer more than anything. So because as we know, a lot of times in these unattended deaths, uh, there's not. So but the police are that there's some things that that have happened. I'll put it all together for you when I when it's appropriate, when I have everything. So at any rate, right now, all we know is it's a suspicious death. So
1: we'll go from there. Yikes. Okay. All right. Well, (laughs) Speaking of weird and suspicious things, mm-hmm. uh, last week, last Wednesday, I told you all how excited I was about my new Etsy shop, Fidget yeah. Whimsy. Well, uh, after a very frustrating four days with Etsy, they kicked me off Etsy. Yeah. I don't know why. I can't get any information as why. They say I violated terms and conditions. I don't know what they mean. I have I am clueless to this. So Fidget Whimsy rises again. But uh-huh. if you followed it over on um uh Etsy, you won't find it there anymore. So it's now on Instagram. So uh-huh. I'm still just as excited about Fidget Whimsy and about yeah. my fun fidgets and everything. And so I am rebuilding. Picking myself up, dusting myself off after that ridiculous mess that okay. resulted in fraud on two of my debit cards. Thanks Etsy. Uh, I am now doing something different. So you will find Fidget Whimsy on Instagram, mm-hmm. and you can uh, order any of my little fidgets there instead, and watch my little videos. It's kind of funner actually, because I like as I make things, I can make a video and show you what I made and show yeah. you it in action and that kind of thing. So it's kind mm-hmm. of better in some ways. So please go check it out. Please go follow me, Fidget Whimsy, on Instagram. And I wanted to show you uh, a new little friend I have here. This is a fidget <laughs> snail that I am now offering. And the, the um, snail shell is a liquid core with um, a, a sparkly potion inside. And it shakes. So cute with it. And I will I can make them into necklaces if you want them to be or they can be a pocket fidget as well. But they are super cute. Some people were mentioning they wanted things that were more for boys. Guess what? I got mm-hmm. nails. So please so go check cute. that out. And sorry for the bother to ask you to follow me again in a different place. But I promise I'm not going anywhere now. I don't think Instagram is going to be near as difficult and annoying as Etsy has been. Yeah. So.
0: So, boo on you, Etsy, but you can't keep a good girl down, so here you
1: are. Right? I'm like, no, I've already made all this stuff. (laughs) (laughs) No. No, I am definitely not done, so.
0: Well, good for you for just
1: moving on. Yes.
0: Well, today has been a jam-packed day in the courts. Like, we can hardly keep up. We had to divide and conquer because there's so much happening. Uh, One thing that happened that we're not we're not going to cover Traconis today, the Michelle Traconis trial, except for to say that, believe this, they had to replace another juror this time because the juror in question had to leave the country. (laughs)
1: Like what? Yeah.
0: Well, okay then I are running out
1: of alternates quick in a
0: hurry. I really hope this doesn't end up in a mistrial because they run out of jurors. I've well, never seen anything only like six it. It's a
1: six-person jury. It's a six-person yeah. jury, and they had five alternates, and they've already used three. Mm-hmm. Yikes. I mean, holy crap.
0: It's bananas. This
1: has got to settle down.
0: Also, uh, in Daybell tomorrow there was supposed to be a day bail hearing we would have been streaming it and reporting on it that's been vacated so that will not be happening tomorrow i know
1: dang it i was ready to see what john Pryor is gonna do now that he is working whether he wants to be or not and no one really knows if he does or if he doesn't because well i've never seen anyone talk out of both sides of their mouth at the same time the way he does
0: well, then let me blow your mind a little further.
1: Mm. You know
0: how last week he tried to stop defending Chad, right? And the judge said, No, bitch, you're in. Yeah. You guys, it wasn't two days and he filed more than 40 subpoenas. Well, My you don't put those God. together in two days. He had that yeah. ready to go. He had at least 40. I think there's more than that, but somewhere in that ballpark subpoenas. So, A, Remember Lori's trial where the defense didn't call anybody? Well, you're not going to oh. get that in Chad's because Pryor has subpoenas coming out the eyeballs uh, and other well, things. He I'm has sure. his
1: own strategy, you know. He Good made that very you. clear.
0: But he had all those ready to roll. So, what was the strategy?
1: Trying to force the situation so that he gets paid? Or gets more trying time. to force the situation where chad is denied a death penalty certified attorney i don't know is this fodder for appeal later maybe or a reason to try to get the death penalty stricken i think all those things are possible
0: yeah there, there's something to it because that yeah. man had all of those subpoenas ready to file When he filed to leave the case, he had to have. So I'm dumbfounded, but there you go. But that gives you a little sense of what's going to happen in Chad Daybell's trial. It's going to be a lot longer than Lori's because the defense is putting up a fight
1: it is gonna be some bullshit is what it's gonna be
0: it is now he has every right to put up his own defense and put up a fight of course what in the what is this gonna be i can't what even is imagine. the defense
1: gonna be yeah that mm-hmm. th- that makes any sense at all i mean we could we know blame it on alex blame it on Lori. you know mm-hmm. maybe they'll use our term and blame it on the golden vagina but probably not uh <laughs> yes
0: okay. yeah
2: Hmm.
0: it's just occurring to me that those subpoenas could have been filed by the state. We don't know that they were filed by prior.
1: Oh, I might be dumb as hell right now. I could be dumb as Uh hell right now, (laughs) but we know a lot of subpoenas have been filed by somebody.
0: Yeah. That could have actually been the state. I don't know why I thought that was, it was in my head that that was filed by prior. It doesn't necessarily mean it was
1: right. That's true. They're just filed, but we don't know. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it could all be right. that they're both filing subpoenas right now, too.
0: It could be, but glad we cleared this up.
1: Yes. <laughs> right in the center of the... Right? This is this is mm-hmm. breaking news.
0: <laughs> Somebody's, breaking. Somebody's brain is breaking. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, sorry for all of that. We'll have to see. Though I do think the defense is going to put up a fight. But anyway, mm-hmm. regardless... We wanted to start uh, in earnest today with a missing persons update. We discovered a family on Twitter that is desperately seeking their daughter, and we promised that we will run a story on her. So I'm going to kick the mic over to you to give us the deets on that.
1: Yes. This lovely lady right here is India Delilah O'Hanlon. She is 25 years old and she vanished in in a really concerning way she was on a zoom call with her parents Uh when she became agitated she heard a man come in they heard his voice Uh became agitated and acting upset and then the call just ended Uh all and they've been unable to reach her in any way since yeah goes by the name New Delhi so that's what people call her is New Delhi so this happened on January 16th she's 25 and she lives in San Diego California the mm-hmm. so the concern here first of all is that this happened in the first place and the parents right. were like something is not right mm-hmm. Um, and then they have been unable to contact her since. They have also really been struggling with getting the police to give a damn. Mm-hmm. Boy, I'm familiar in a missing persons case. Yeah. Why? Um. So she left behind her credit cards, her social security card, like all her stuff, mm-hmm. her apartment. That just doesn't seem like someone who just... Went off on a on a jaunt. No, and now her parents are or... not even in this country, right? Right. They're yeah. not. And they're very, they're very scared about what's happened, what possibly could have happened to her. And they're just trying to get the police to be in contact with them. Yeah. So, strangely, the uh, police in San Diego are saying now that they've been trying to reach them. By DM, but their DMs were turned off, so they weren't calling them. They were messaging them. I don't really know if that seems like the police doing a bang up job. Right. They are now calling them because posting on social media, Dad got some serious response, and so uh-huh. now they are working with the San Diego Police uh, Missing Persons Unit.
3: Uh-huh.
1: And they are talking to a detective now and getting Mm -hmm. some help. But, I mean, why does it always seem like it takes something like this to pressure Mm -hmm. the police, you know? Yeah. It's really scary. But she's been missing for a couple of weeks now. Yeah. Um, Absolutely no sign of her. She's not using her credit cards. She's not using her phone. She's not doing any of the things that you would do on a normal daily basis.
0: It's terrifying. And her poor family, I can't even imagine. Yep. So you want to show us her face one more time? Yeah, let's do.
1: So this is New Delhi. Right there. Lovely white girl, long brown hair, big brown eyes. So, Mm -hmm. you live in the San Diego area, please be aware that she is missing. Mm -hmm. You know our motto, see something, say something. Always. Let's see if we can help bring this girl home.
0: And our other motto, in honor of Naomi Arion, believe
1: Mm -hmm. the family.
0: When the family says something's wrong, listen to them, for Christ's sake.
1: When they say something's wrong, it's because something is wrong. Mm Mm-hmm. I would be terrified if I had a loved one, you know, get upset and end a Zoom call and then be unreachable like that. Yeah, that's nightmare fuel. Mm
0: -hmm. For sure. Yeah. Well, speaking of nightmare fuel, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Alex Murdaugh was back in court today. Uh, That started Friday and into today. This was, of course, the uh, hearing in front of uh, uh, retired Chief Justice Toll to decide whether or not Murdoch gets oh, a new is trial.
1: Such a badass.
0: Oh my God. I love her.
1: adore She's her.
0: Badass. She's amazing. So basically, as you probably already know, what happened, you know, Alex was uh, convicted about nine months ago of murdering his son and his wife. And mm-hmm. since then, his attorneys, uh, Jim and uh Harputlian have been trying to prove that there was wrongdoing on the jury. What they're saying is that the county clerk, the Colleton County clerk in South Carolina, uh, Becky Hill, that she had uh, some misdoings. She had said things to the jury that affected the way they uh, may have found a, a verdict. And for that reason, they were seeking a new trial. So the brief that they filed initially and the subsequent press conference was really bombastic and full of a lot of accusations and people were like holy shit you better be right or you two are going to be in a lot of trouble well they were kind of mm-hmm. right and kind of dramatic which is uh, true to the style of both of these two so oh I'm going to do a couple of
1: things
3: the first thing you're going to
0: is uh, Dick Harpootlian questioning Becky Hill on the stand. And then we're going to see uh, retired Chief Justice Toll's verdict. So I'm going to show you both of these things.
2: Did you tell the jury not to be fooled by the evidence presented by Mr. Murdaugh's lawyers?
0: Mr. Harpootlian, I never talked to the jurors about any of the evidence. If the answer would case. be yes
2: or no, then you can explain. Did you say that? No. Okay. Um did you, all, did you ever instruct the jury to watch him closely immediately before he testified, looking at his actions, looking at his movements? Did you ever tell a jury to do that? No. Did you ever tell the jury to pay attention to Mr. Murdoch's testimony?
0: To pay attention. Not specifically to his testimony. I did tell the jury to pay attention. Um, to what? Just generally in the hallway when I was speaking. Not to him. No.
2: Just any witness? Right. Okay. Um, did you... Did you ever warn the jurors, the defense is about to do their side? This is right before, uh, right at the, the beginning of the defense case. They are going to say things that will try to confuse you. Don't let them confuse you or convince you or throw you off. Did you ever tell the jury that? No, sir. Okay. Um, did you ever tell the jury if you get emotional, we want to see your face because that is what they want to see? Did you ever tell them that? No, sir. Um, did you ever tell the jury that Mr. Uh, Murdoch was about to testify?
0: I didn't tell the jurors
2: that. Now, did you tell the jury that if they didn't reach a verdict by 10 o'clock, they were going to have to spend the night?
4: No, sir, I did not.
2: Did you ever tell them they were going to have to spend the night? No, sir. Did you ever tell them that they couldn't smoke? No, sir. Okay. Got any other books in the works? No, sir. I mean, doesn't this make a good book?
5: Court is not completely credible as a witness. Ms. Hill was attracted by the siren call of celebrity. She wanted to write a book about the trial and expressed that as early as November 2022, long before the trial began. She denies that uh, uh, this is so, but I find uh, that she stated to the Clerk of Court Rhonda McElveen and others, her desire for a guilty verdict because it would sell books. She made comments about Murdoch's demeanor as he testified, and she made some of those comments uh, before he testified to at least one and maybe more jurors. Did Clerk of Court Hill's comments have any impact on the verdict of the jury I find that the answer to this question is no. Each member of this jury took their involuntary assignment very seriously. They obeyed the instructions of the court. They obeyed their oath. These good and decent citizens of Colleton County stood to their duty and rendered their verdict without fear or favor. It was a difficult task. Eleven of the jurors very unconditionally said, They either heard no comment or if they heard a comment, it had no effect. One juror was ambivalent in her testimony. She was then examined on her previous affidavit in which she said the effect, if any, that she had was pressure she felt from other jurors. The cases are myriad that pressure from fellow jurors is a part of the normal give and take of jury deliberations. The court is not to inquire in any way about what is said in those deliberations. But the juror, who was somewhat ambivalent, said on her oath at the time of trial twice and said on her oath before me in these proceedings that she stood to her oath. The clerk of court allowed public attention of the moment to overcome her duty. I have read the entire transcript of this lengthy trial, not an easy task. I have studied in detail all of the authorities cited. I have independently researched the case law, learned treatises, and scholarly articles on the subject. Although there is certainly a split in the federal circuits and in the states on the standard of review, I simply do not believe that the authority of our South Carolina Supreme Court requires a new trial, in a very lengthy trial such as this, on the strength of some fleeting and foolish comments by a publicity-influenced clerk of court. This is a matter within the discretion of the trial judge, and I am the trial judge at this moment. I do not feel that I abuse my discretion When I find the defendant's motion for a new trial on the factual record before me must be denied, and it is so ordered, I will file a fuller order which denies this motion on the grounds I have recited on the record before me as a trial judge uh, and the authorities that have been cited by all parties in this matter. To that end, I will hold the record open. I direct that within four business days of receipt by the attorneys in this matter of a transcript of these proceedings, a proposed order by the state denying the defendant's motion for a new trial with citations uh, be sent to me and to opposing counsel. I will allow the defendant four business days receipt of the state's proposed order to lodge objections and or submit an alternative proposed order upon receipt by uh, the court of all proposed orders I will finalize this record submit a written order and I will at that time transmit the written order to the Court of Appeals uh, the court which has remanded this matter to me this hearing is adjourned
0: Na 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 Hey 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 goodbye. Oh, I stand, Judge Toll. Promising, right? Judge Toll is such a baddie. That woman is. She's so much smarter than Dick him that it's just it's heartbreaking, really.
1: Well, and I like how she can separate out how Becky Hill was clearly had her head turned by celebrity in the book and foolishness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but did that throw this trial? No, it didn't.
0: Becky Hill perjured herself on the stand. I, I, am, I am in full belief that she did. I don't know if Sled mm-hmm. will do anything with that or what will happen here. Becky did a lot of things she shouldn't have done. One of the things she did uh, and this was verified by Miss Rhonda. Miss Rhonda is a a clerk of a different county that was at the Colleton County Courthouse to assist with this trial because it was so big. It was so uh, you know it was like Idaho handling the Daybell trial. It was it's, it's huge yeah. and it was way out of their purview. And you know so anyway, Miss Rhonda was there. Miss Rhonda was my favorite part of today. She was so funny and so cute and she was just hysterical but I would love to just have lunch with that lady because she <laughs> I'd just hear her words because she was awesome but she verified that yes Becky Hill at one point did give a juror a ride home one night after court
1: what are you doing lady
0: and heard, heard that and confronted her about it and said did you give a juror a ride home she said please don't tell me you gave a juror a ride home and she said, Oh, I did, but I had a I had a, Mr. Bill, he's the uh the bailiff with her. But so and she said, still Well it was a bad right. idea. Right. She said, We didn't talk about the case, but you can't do stuff like that. But Dick Carpoollian mm-hmm. asked her on the stand if she did that, and she looked him right in the eye and said no. Mm-hmm. And multiple people had talked about her doing that.
1: She, she did just break the rules. See what she didn't on.
0: Yeah, she put this case in major jeopardy, incredibly, incredibly irresponsible. But essentially what happened is all of the jurors, except for one, emphatically said either they didn't hear Becky Hill say anything that they deemed to be inappropriate or, uh, you know, influential to them, or they said that she didn't say anything that affected their scope of uh you know their their opinions about the case at all she also... I, that.
1: I mean how much influence did, would she right. really have had you know they knew right. what they were there to do yeah I, I think it calls into question the intelligence of the jurors in a way that i don't really like mm-hmm. to think that she could have said something that would make them
0: Right. Well, she created this whole brouhaha that the jurors have had to deal with. She put the case, the the verdict itself in jeopardy. She really attempted to violate the defendant's rights. It's all really bad. Besides the fact that she had been saying to people that a guilty verdict would sell books or sell more books. She also had to admit on the stand that she did steals part of her book and it's now been pulled off the stands because she stole part of the uh the uh some of the writing for her book uh so i mean it's all bad it's just Mm -hmm. all bad afterwards uh, of course uh, dick and jim ran right out to a press conference where they promised that they will now go back to the appellate court and from there to if needed I promise boys, it will be to the South Carolina Supreme court. And from there to the United States Supreme court, if necessary, I don't know that they'll ever get that far. They're going to keep trying to push. The U S Supreme court
1: will not take this. Here's the thing.
0: Gene Toll is deeply and widely respected. And a judge is going to be really hard pressed to, uh, go against her word, but she also did an immaculate job of creating a record of not violating anyone's rights. Frankly, today, I was a little frustrated early in the day that I felt like she was giving Harpootlian way too much rope Mm -hmm. and letting him, initially, she said, we are not putting Becky Hill's entire uh, life or misdeeds or wrongdoings on trial here. That's not what we're here to do she really let him do that she also let him put an alternate juror on the stand which is something she said that she was not going to let them do and because oh. of that he said well i mean your honor i mean since we are letting this juror on the stand um the egg lady is right across the street and she'd be happy to come right on over here and take the stand and right across the street waiting
1: right across the street
0: and she was like "Yeah, no, you got no. eggs
1: for everybody again <laughs> Yeah.
0: So it was, you know, the circus you would expect, but uh and took it one step further in the press conference, said that they now know who really killed Paul and Maggie, and that once they get their new trial, they'll be able to prove that.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, we all know who really killed Paul and Maggie. Mm-hmm. Give a, me a break. And they the can say. The orange
0: jumpsuit right there.
1: Yeah. They can say they're going to appeal, blah, 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 blah. But this was the big, import, this was the teller, I think. Mm-hmm.
0: I think so, too.
1: If this judge was not buying this, it, nobody else is going to either.
0: No. You know, this morning people were like, oh, the one juror, the juror this morning, juror Z, she said, she said, well, what she said wasn't what she said in the original affidavit. And so there was yeah. kind of, it was like she said, it was pretty ambivalent. She wasn't. Mm-hmm. She was kind of like well maybe yeah that was said yeah that might have uh yeah probably affected i don't know eventually she kind of came to the conclusion that what really affected her was the peer pressure from the other jurors which as judge toll said that happens there's nothing we can do about that that is just a part of being on a jury
1: well and our legal system runs on the trust of juries it does Mm -hmm. and i think that most courts are very hesitant To override what a jury did. Mm -hmm. And I I think this is one of those cases where some stupid stuff happened that shouldn't have happened. But Mm -hmm. did that violate uh, Murdoch's rights or throw this case? It didn't.
0: Did it violate his rights to the degree that he deserves a new trial? Judge Toll says no. Mm -hmm. It, uh, to me, cases like this, I think are very concerning in this country we need citizens to continue to show up as jurors and when jurors have their lives upended like this when jurors are having random visits the reason they undercover uncovered this in the first place is that after the trial they were tracking down the jurors and questioning them and i think that's really problematic uh, right on its face uh Mm -hmm. also some of those jurors did go on tv And they were complaining about that, but that's their right to do. They can discuss it if they want to. It was also Becky Hill's right to write a book. though I think it was really, really misguided and shouldn't have happened. It is still her right to do so. Uh, But the fact that all of these jurors had their lives upended, the fact that they've had to get attorneys, that they've had to come back into court, these are not things we want to do to jurors ever. No, not at
1: all not at all and to call somehow call into question the work that they did all of the time that they put in on this trial mm-hmm.
0: yeah i was really glad that she called them you know these good and decent citizens of colleton county right this has affected them profoundly in probably more ways than we'll ever understand so
1: oh, I'm sure.
0: that's what happened we'll keep you abreast because i'm sure there's more coming with this case there always is but for now we stand judge toll judge toll is a baddie yes
1: absolutely yeah we need a lot more judges just like her
0: yeah for sure so speaking of judges my god let's talk about delphi
1: oh you guys okay so this is richard allen remember richard allen this guy right here who has been sitting in a supermax prison, well, one and now another one, for quite some time now, awaiting all of this bullshit to settle down. The uh, Indiana Supreme Court did reinstate his original public defenders. They did not remove the judge. So now the real shenanigans begin. So uh, Allen's attorneys have now Uh, put through a motion to disqualify the judge. So they're going after Judge Gull. Uh, I'm going to tell you a little bit about what the filing is. I'm not going to read you the whole, it's really long. But they're basically saying that um, she's violated a bunch of um, codes of misconduct and, and and violated his rights, and they want her removed. Now, the thing is, this is her decision to make. They're saying she violated her, her code of conduct with uh, not being impartial, showing um, preference for the prosecution, which I think is pretty interesting. Uh, they've accused her of a lot uh-huh. of her own behavior plus just violating his rights so their outcome is this judge gull should recuse herself and in doing so restore any sense of impropriety that is clouding the system of jurisprudence in the state of indiana and in this very proceeding because of the judge's prior actions the recusal of judge Gull would be entirely consistent with the spirit and foundation of all of these codes of judicial conduct that she has violated Um, that are founded on judicial impartiality and fairness. So they're basically calling her out saying that she has not been impartial that she has given preference to the prosecution and that she has unfairly ruled against Richard Allen. So these are big allegations, but remember that Judge Gull is the person to make this decision. Yep. Judge Gold would have to recuse herself, and I think that's pretty unlikely to happen, considering that this all just went to the Indiana Supreme Court, and the Indiana Supreme Court didn't remove her. Mm-hmm. So, in response, the uh, prosecution <laughs> has filed um contempt allegations against richard allen's attorneys uh-huh. uh yeah so they're uh, they're saying that st- they violated the gag order which actually doesn't make any sense at all because the date they're using was long before the gag order was put into place uh-huh. um of course they're talking about you know the evidence that got released that got leaked from one of their offices and we all know that happened. That has been addressed several times. Um, so <laughs> it's just a it's it's a tip it's a tip for tat situation is what yep. it is. The defense wants the judge removed. The prosecution wants them removed.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I, are we ever going to try this case? Is this ever going to be about Abby and Libby? the actual victims here are Abby and Libby's families ever going to see any kind of justice in this situation. Can these guys all stop frigging fighting long enough to do what their actual jobs are? I don't know. Mm And it's, but this is just more of this drama that isn't really, moving this case forward at all and that's so Mm -hmm. concerning to me i had hoped that the ruling from the indiana supreme court would have slowed this down and uh well no it didn't it's it's Mm -hmm. not going anywhere so
0: they also the prosecution also filed a motion to compel claiming that the defense missed a filing deadline while they were removed from the case
1: Yeah, well they weren't his attorneys, so uh how you want to do that?
0: This is ridiculous. Some petty shit
1: is what it is. Yeah. It's some petty shit. And everybody needs to calm their asses down Mm -hmm. and start acting like real attorneys again Mm -hmm. and just try this case.
0: They need a real reset.
1: They really do. And I honestly, I just don't see how that's ever gonna happen with this judge i know that is the problem without without changing judges I, this is just going to continue this way i think
0: mm-hmm.
1: but it's concerning it's... it's concerning for richard allen's rights and it's very concerning for the families of abby and libby it is the actual is. victims in this case
0: how painful
1: for to them. get lost over and over again in all of this
0: yeah how painful for them to have to watch this legal volley back and forth happening yeah it's it's oh it's so bad so
1: it is it's gross Ugh. so it's not getting better that we know but we'll <sighs> see uh what judge gold does with all of this nonsense mm-hmm. i'm afraid she's pretty empowered at this point mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah well also in court today of course is the trial for jennifer crumbly continues to march <laughs> on today was day oh, yeah. three day one and day two were bonkers as hell Mm-hmm. Not because of Jennifer, because of Jennifer's attorney, Shannon Smith. My God. What in
1: the hell is, what is wrong with this woman? I, I can
0: only imagine. I would have once upon a time said that she attended the Mark Means School of Law. I've amended that now too, that I believe maybe she attended the Elena Habba School of Law.
1: That is uh, what I was thinking, yes.
0: Uh, so she had multiple meltdowns in court and big clashes with the prosecution. I have a montage I'm going to show you here in just a minute, Uh, but her professionalism is seriously lacking and her preparedness is seriously lacking. Jennifer looks absolutely horrible. She doesn't even look like the same person. My gosh, it's terrible. Uh, But also I have never seen a judge just let the prosecution and the defense just snipe back and forth at each other without shutting it down. And this judge did not seem in control of her courtroom. Like, this is wild, you guys. So Mm -hmm. today was a little bit more calm. It seems like Shannon kind of got a hold of herself. They were moving on to more witnesses and things. Uh, We did hear from Jennifer today. We heard from Officers that were on scene, we heard from uh, a few others. One of the videos that uh, has been released is of Ethan right after he was taken into custody. I'm gonna show it to you guys. I don't know, it's three minutes long. I might cut it before it's over, but I wanted you to see his state of mind because what's really uh, in question here is, did his parents know how mentally ill he was? why didn't they get him treatment when he was asking for it and clearly needed it why did they buy this boy a gun and teach him how to shoot it and not secure it appropriately why didn't they take him home that day when the school asked them to why did all of these things happen so We heard from the school counselor who said that he didn't believe Ethan would hurt other people. He thought that he was having suicidal ideations and was a threat for hurting himself. Uh, He also said that he legally could not force the parents to take him home and they chose not to. And so there wasn't anything he could really do. Uh, We know there's things that should have been done and could have been done differently, but those are some of the things we've heard today. So I'm going to show you a few clips here. The first three, uh, I believe, are mostly Shannon Smith as well as a big confrontation with the prosecution where at the end of the day Friday where basically the judge is finally like, everyone, go home. Just go home. We're done. Get out of my (laughs) courtroom. Yeah. So, and then, of course, Ethan. I'm going to tell you, seeing Ethan right after this happened is, it's gut-wrenching. Just fair Mm -hmm. warning. All right. Well, here we go.
3: I guess some emotion is involuntary, so I guess I'm asking what you're asking. I just,
4: I think it just, it, it, it should apply to both, both sides. Judge,
3: okay. first of all, I was not sobbing, and this is horrific.
5: This I've is horrific. I've never
3: seen this before. It's okay. horrific. That's okay. why we asked the court not to play it. I, this is horrific. I don't know how but the, it, is, it's the it's She's watched it a hundred times, and with these witnesses, it. it's, you it's you horrific. It. You've had this video you for you. Two, over to you. I don't know. I don't have this video. I have to go to their office to watch it. And I you've seen I, it. No, I I haven't. Because it's not necessary, it's not relevant to my client's case. We've already litigated this, but we're, we're doing our best. We were not sobbing or making a scene scene, Your Honor. Then I just I need them to send me this proposed exhibit. You have it. You already have 423. it.
2: Four twenty-three. Yep, you had it in January of
3: twenty-two. Okay. To give me the original file of four twenty-three because I don't have four twenty-three, and I will go through and reject it. I'll do it tonight. Judge. Okay, but they have it. it. You can't just reject it. They have to. They have to know. Well, I'll mark off what the truth. The, the
4: truth should matter. She has four twenty-three. It's the entire Facebook message string between Jennifer Crumbly and James Crumbly. It's the thing that she piles up. She has that string.
3: So, I. I the Corbett leg, we can produce a proof of service first thing Monday morning. No, and I'm I'm not saying I okay. I do have it in the in the evidence. I don't have it. They're talking about it as if they've given me a 423. They they have it. It's it's buried in the stacks of evidence. Okay, that's fine. I'll dig it out. I will go through it tonight. I will let them know what I want redacted. Okay. All what I want you is redacted We provide yes. a digital copy. A I, don't, I don't understand. There's a thumb drive that his porch. Yes. Yes. Yeah, They handed it to me today while well, we've been in court for eight hours. It's, so, it's okay, but you're the one who asked her to be admitted, right? You're the one who asked her to be admitted. So what weekend do you tell them your the witness that you're going to come one day will you do that? We we tell her every single day when she has me turn it. But be, do, I do tell it. If I, I can just finish. Okay, I I'm can just finish. Finished. No, yeah, it's a We problem. have
4: we already changed that today. I mean, okay. that does change, Look, but we. I, I,
3: what do you? So I just want the court to know I'm doing my best to object and to handle the I, other. I
0: system. just envy your job. Listening.
3: So I'm not sure what the purpose of providing an
4: exhibit list is if she's not going to actually go through it. Okay.
3: That is just misleading, and okay. I'm I'm tired of it. Okay, please okay. let us know she has some issues with some of those pictures,
4: okay. and we'll. Figure. So uh, she just tells us which ones, then we'll decide if we want to stipulate. If not, then we'll we can handle it before the, the jury. Oh, I
3: can already tell you they're not going to stipulate. I I can tell you no, we're going time on the record. I like, that. problem is, I they won't tell me who they're calling. They gave me the exhibits after the trial. The list of exhibits after the trial started. There's one of me. I have co counsel that has not been with me this whole ride, and so I'm doing the best I can, and I have to sleep at night. And I've been here for eight hours a day this whole
2: week. Just one one thing I think is important.
3: I asked the court to instruct counsels to show the appropriate decorum in this particular case. The jokes indicating I'm going to kill myself in a joking manner. I'm drinking the, five the bottle's, bottles of wine. It's just that our parents I, my
4: had point. their children that's murdered in this in this courtroom. And we are the people who I, communicate I, with them after we leave. I heard. said
1: something about wine because I was looking at her exhibit and it was teetering, And I... Was trying to nicely suggest that I would you but making
4: a that joke it. about killing yourself in this courtroom at this time, I understand. I'm I sure didn't it mean it like that. I'm sorry. I am so sorry. I did not she mean it like that. yelling! That, that, that I, I, didn't I want did to not
3: that mean right. it like that, and they know I didn't mean it like that. Okay.
4: We we're, we're responding to literally just sitting here, the amount of messages we get from victims in the community, and I just think just to be an a, a abundance of, of respect and caution if we could just not say things like that. I'm Your not Honor, I'm not accusing anyone of any malice or any bad intent. I'm just asking that we just not engage in that because this is hard enough for the people who are sitting here now and who will be sitting here next week. I understand.
3: It's very hard. Your Honor, I am not joking around about anything. Okay, I think it was a slip of the
1: tongue. It was a slip of the all right? Um... Emotions are running high. Um, I, we also a lot of people are, uh, are saying that it's a little sugar,
4: but, but Your Honor, I do want to situation. make a point. I, I'm not making an objection because I, I'm my emotions are running high. In fact I, I'm I'm not I'm not having an emotional response here. I am simply asking that we be respectful to victims. That's it. Your
3: Honor, I am being respectful. So to be that is implying I'm being disrespectful. Me saying I'm going I'm gonna to- I didn't mean in any way to offend I know these families. I know
1: you didn't. It was a slip on the tongue. She's just, she's just. It
3: was absolutely not related to them. I know. This shooting is awful. It's the okay. prosecution that's parading all of this up here all and right. putting. Parading the negligent. shooting is the result of the defendant's gross negligence. That is the case. Okay. They are the ones putting the victims okay. through re-seeing all this over and over. Whoa! So, everybody needs to go home. Everybody needs to go home.
4: That, all right. I understand, that we're, we're not putting victims through anything. That, and I, I'm sorry, but that just because everybody's disagreeing doesn't mean everyone is inappropriate. We we aren't putting victims through everything. We're prosecuting our case, okay. and we're trying to do it in and the she, most efficient way. She's defending
1: her case. I, I I think that was a slip of the tongue. Everybody needs to take a deep breath and go home. Everybody go home. I'm going home. All
3: right. <laughs> You don't stop it. Why you
5: stop it? Why did you stop it? Why did you stop it? I don't stop it. Please stop it.
3: Please stop it. Please stop it. Please stop stop it. stop stop stop
5: Wow.
0: All right. Well, let's back up. What uh, they were fighting about there is that at one point, Shannon Smith was trying to get her computer to work and was struggling with it and said, Oh, I'm going to kill myself. What kind of attorney blurts that out in the middle of court? Like, are you kidding me? She also joked about going home and drinking five bottles of wine.
1: Dude, grow up. This is not how you behave in court.
0: The other clip, and for some reason I cut off the most important part. I'm so sorry I did that. Uh, Mm. The judge, it was the very first one. What happened is that when they were showing some footage of the shooting she was crying loudly yeah and they the prosecution rightfully asked that she be instructed to keep her emotions in check and she got really pissed off and you know said she wasn't sobbing and that this is shocking and you know all of that this is the first time we've seen that um this is discovery that was available to them they just didn't bother to go see it
1: right you didn't bother to watch it You'd but think? when she,
0: in the middle of that confrontation with the judge, she turned around, faced the audience, and wiped her tears away like this. Yeah. And flipped off the entire audience. Uh, you I know, like I the know.
1: victim's parents, for example. Yeah. Oh my God.
0: Then of the fight about Discovery that she was claiming she didn't have those documents, that they're like, yes, you do. No, I don't. And finally she's like, well, yeah, I do, but Basically, it boiled down to, I don't want to go find them hand, print, you know, hand me a new copy right this minute was basically. It was a very John did. Pryor
1: thing to say, actually.
0: That was what I thought, too. There is yeah. a lot. There was another clip where she has a pile of paper in front of her that's like literally more than a foot tall. And the judge finally asks her, can you please deal with this Leaning Tower of Pisa here and get it off of your table so I can see you? And she had mm-hmm. to pull this huge stack of papers off and put it aside She seems very unprepared.
1: Yeah. Maybe just for life in general, not even just this trial.
0: Well, yeah, it gets so emotional. I I hear eight hours a day and I have to be able to eat and sleep and I very overwhelmed. I it's lady something. Something the fact that they hadn't gone to the attorney's office or the prosecutor's office to view some of that discovery because she didn't find it relevant to their case. Yeah. Even what though she knew that was discovery that could likely be used, it's wild.
1: Yeah, that is really wild. Mm-hmm. Ugh. But I thought uh, do not well.
0: no, but I thought that bit of uh, Ethan being taken into custody was really oh a boy peek into his mindset at that time if you yeah. Could decipher anything he was sobbing and saying why god didn't you stop it why why god yeah. didn't you stop it and then a lot of i'm sorry's of course but mm-hmm. he said why god why why god didn't you stop it many many times in that exchange yeah, in such a that voice
1: too oh, oh. yeah very unwell mm-hmm. yeah that so that's what's going
0: on in crumbly uh basically Well, today they shared a lot of uh, text messages between Jennifer and John or or, uh, James, some text messages between Jennifer and the stable owner where her horses are. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And she had told them earlier that she had a lesson that day and she had earlier said she wasn't, didn't know if she'd be coming because her son was having an issue at school. Then texted them and said, oh yeah, I think we've got it handled. i will definitely be out for my lesson. This was after they were called to the school where they spent a whole 12 minutes with the counselor hearing about, you know, how disturbed Ethan was acting, how concerned the school was, showing them the pictures he was drawing of a school shooting with blood everywhere, saying with a caption that said, help me. And opting to not, you know, the school wanted them to take him and get him into services immediately. They opted to not do that. Then, of course, we know that the shooting happened. And she had already said, "Oh, yeah, he's fine. I, I, I'm definitely coming out to for my lesson and to ride horses today." She had no intention of getting him into therapy at
1: all. Mm-hmm. No, she had never done it before. Why would she start then?
0: Ethan was when her really son sad. already had
1: the gun. Mm-hmm.
0: Ethan was really sad because his dog had died a couple of months beforehand, and mm-hmm. his only friend. Had been sent by his parents away to another state to a treatment center to help him to try to deal with his mental health issues oh boy that's where he was Whew. yep yikes so again it's all very sad this is an incredibly hard thing for the victim's families to have to sit through yet again the first mm-hmm. person on the stand was actually a teacher who was shot
1: yeah
0: and yeah was that was
1: very interesting really powerful. i saw her testimony yeah
0: Yeah. So we'll continue to follow it. Um, I hope the antics uh, cool down from here. They were much better today. I sure hope so. Yeah. So with that, Christy, there's a local case that we've been following for a time now. This was actually a murder that happened only about a mile from me. Uh, That isn't the Daybell case, surprisingly. And you're going to give us a sentencing update in Pierre
1: Lake. Yeah. This is Pierre Lake pierre was sentenced today so uh pierre has pled guilty to this uh incident it was a home invasion that happened in 2021 in which he murdered um ralph bryan and seriously injured ralph's wife karen Uh So he had pled guilty. We've been waiting for a verdict to see what was going to happen. This kid is only 19 years old.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And you'll, you'll know this name, district judge, Stephen Boyce, who is the De Bell Vallo judge mm-hmm. sentenced Pierre Lake to a minimum of 30 years in prison and a maximum of life for the first degree murder charge. So he, because he pled guilty, Uh, They dropped some of his charges Uh because he had a first degree uh, attempted murder charge as well. And they dropped that in order for him to plead guilty in this situation. Uh This was a really, really scary, very random crime. Um, The Bryans were our beloved people.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: This was just, this kid literally just, said he was going to go kill somebody and then he did and just picked a house and just picked a house he lived in rigby idaho which is about 15 miles from rexburg idaho Mm -hmm. and he just went to rexburg and found a house and went in and murdered ralph bryan and nearly killed karen bryan it's just and and karen is permanently
0: disabled Besides yes. the fact that she has to live with this and watching her husband get murdered. Yeah. Uh, she one was of our stabbed dear listeners, multiple times. Yes. One of our dear listeners uh, has shared with us that Pierre Lake was a terrible bully to her daughter in high school and nearly bullied yes. her to suicide
1: in high school. That yeah. this kid has been problematic for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, here are the Bryans. This is uh, Ralph and Karen, obviously in better days.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Ralph, uh, Karen and her daughters both spoke uh, at the sentencing today. And I I hope for them, they can have a little peace moving forward. This, this event happened two and a half years ago, but you know, when there's still a trial pending and all of this stuff pending, it's like they can't, doesn't give you the opportunity to really yeah, start to heal and move forward. And so I'm hoping for Karen and her family that she that she can do that now. Yeah. But I mean, honestly, at this point, I'm just grateful that Pierre Lake is off the street. Yeah. Very, very disturbed young man who should not probably ever be in public again.
0: Definitely not. Yep. Well, that's it. That was action packed. Wow. So mm-hmm. much happened. was a lot. So we'll be back tomorrow with a brand new episode. We were going to uh, stream the day bell hearing, but since it's been vacated, we'll be doing some other stuff. We mm-hmm. will also uh, tomorrow you'll see two Patreons come out for January, so watch for those as yep. well. If you're a patron, if you're not and you'd like to be, just head over to truecrimesquad.com. You'll find our link there for Patreon, and you can or you can just go to Patreon and look for True Crime Squad. Mm -hmm. But you can, it's a leveled system. You can choose which level you'd like to be on and get uh, additional content from us every month as well as uh, everything else we do. So that's there for you. Please like, share, follow, do the things if you will. We appreciate you a lot. Please take good care of yourselves, friends. We are living in a wild world. Be safe, be smart, be kind to yourselves, please. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: This has been yet another production of the True Crime Squad.
1: Bye, everybody. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.